To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with an incredible woman. I know you have heard me say this before, but this is a woman who has really learned how to align her core values, what matters most to her as an ordained minister, but also how to also run a successful business and be okay with it. We were talking about that before we hit record. As women, we often have that guilt thing that happens. And I've seen it so many times, starting with my mom, where somehow there's this guilt thing that happens and it's not okay to make money. It's not okay to charge what we're worth. And Keisha and I were talking about this before we hit record, and we're going to be diving into that a bit today. So join me in welcoming this incredible woman, Keisha McKinner. From Keisha, I'm going to let you kind of do talk about some of the different things you have going on because you have a lot going on. But you're the president and CEO of, pronounce the name for me. Sure, M. Koo. M. Koo, which is all about helping young girls become leaders with confidence and conviction. So I want you to talk about that. And then I also want you to talk about your consulting group and we'll, we'll take the conversation from there. Absolutely. So thank you for having me. First of all, I'm excited to be here and to share my experiences with any other women out there. I live by the mantra that our experiences are not about us yet for the benefit of others. So if something I say can help it, another woman, help another entrepreneur. This is what this is all about. So I started MCU um, nonprofit and just for people to know that Swahili, which means chief or leader. I started this endeavor because I realized in noticing and looking at our young girls, they didn't really have a roadmap. And I take that from myself also growing up and navigating this world of leadership or entrepreneurship or just life in general. Um, I didn't really have that roadmap either. I had no one to sit down and tell me what leadership looked like. I had no one to sit down and explain to me about pay gaps and leadership gaps and um, gender biases and things of that nature. You you hear about them, but no one really explained it. And I didn't find out about these things until I was in the thick of it as a grown woman trying to figure these things out. So I developed this organization to equip young girls with these tools so that as they begin to get older, if they go away to college, if they begin working careers, whatever that may be, they've already been introduced to a lot of the concepts and they've already began to think about how to respond and how to navigate um, the world um, as a woman and as a potential leader. 
And that's what we're there for, to really, as you talked about, to teach them how to lead with confidence and conviction. And that starts with confidence in self. Yeah, it absolutely does. I wish that they had this course in junior high and then again in high school. It is so important. I see so many young girls who and myself guilty when I was young, you know, just kind of trying to navigate and figure out how, where do I fit in? Who am I trying to impress? And what am I doing to stand out? And often we're doing the things that are damaging to ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we try to go in and break some of those and also teach them you can be successful in life as well. I remember have working with a group of girls and I said something about, we were going over finances and I talked about millionaires and they said, oh, I'll never be a millionaire. And I just, I said, uh, what, excuse me, you'll never be what? And I said, okay, let's look up some things. And I was working with, um, because I primarily work in underserved areas and with minority youth. And so I said, okay, let's look this up. Let's let's look at at the time. I said, do you know who the richest person in the world is? And they were like, no. I'm like, it's a Hispanic person. So first of all, let's break through the ethnicity gap and know that as a Hispanic girl, you can be a millionaire. Now that's a guy, but now let's go down and look at some of these list of women out here that are doing it. Representation matters so much. And that's what I try to expose them to. Oh yes, you can be a millionaire and don't let nobody ever tell you different, especially yourself. Absolutely. And often they just need to see it, right? It it needs to be seen by them so that they can be, so that they can realize, oh yeah, that person did it. I can do it. Right. Often it feels so out of touch and unrealistic, but I love how you said the roadmap. If that's Mm -hmm. something that I use and fuel the fire, but my business, which Mm -hmm. is when we are as entrepreneurs, we need to create a roadmap to where we want to go. What is it that we want to create? What are those big aspirations? What's going to light us up and Mm -hmm. keep us excited about the life that we're creating, right? But then we need a roadmap that shows us how to get there. We all need it. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you help these young ladies figure out how to do that because it doesn't need to be so difficult. It doesn't need to be so um, untangible. No, no, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. It's seed sowing, and I absolutely love the work I do. Oh, I can tell. So, okay, but then before we hit record, you brought up a really important part. I was asking you more about your background, and you said, well, somewhere along the way, I realized, oh, it's okay to make some money along the way. And yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so that's when you launched your business, um, Opinyx. Am I saying that right? Opinyx Group. Uh, Opinix. Sorry, Opinix. I'm, I'm, I am brutally <laughs> butchering every single name. Opinix group. It is quite all right. I'll tell you a little secret. It is um, not, not an ap- acronym, but it is a play off of um, something that I live by when I'm working and it's operating in excellence. So I, I just that. That makes sense. 
Yikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about this business that you um, created, you know, just kind of give us a high level view of what it is, but then mm-hmm. I want to dive into some of the challenges that you've had in building it up and in really diving into, you know, the things that make us into stronger business women. Yes, yes. So I created Opinex Group really to set a standard um, for businesses. What I saw working in the corporate world were um, areas of opportunity that get overlooked by a lot of companies and by a lot of large companies. And but they were areas that I excelled in taking charge and leading. So now I work with and consult with companies um, to help their businesses run more efficiently, hence the operating and excellence. So that can be anywhere from inclusivity training, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, but I focus more on inclusivity with that, uh, whether it's coaching CEOs on how to be more inclusive with their business or going in and teaching bias workshops and things of that nature. I will go in and um, review their processes for efficiencies. If you don't think that you're getting enough productivity, let's take a look at that and see where some gaps are and some areas of improvement or enhance what you're doing well and call that out. So I will go in and do that. I will also go in and um, manage projects for companies as well. Sometimes they're instituting um, new softwares or uh, programs and they really don't have anyone to do that. So I'll go in and create a playbook for them. And now they have it and train their staff on what to do going forward. And now they have the opportunity to operate a little better. So this is what I do um, in my for-profit business is taking what I love, taking my talents and what I do well and helping someone else to manage and run their business even better. Okay. So with that, tell me at what point did you decide, you know what, I'm doing so much giving and Mm -hmm. not charging and giving advice. Did you decide it's time for me to be okay with Mm -hmm. charging what I'm worth? Mm -hmm. Yes. So let me, I'm going to take you back just for a moment and then we're going to lead up into that. So over 12 years ago, um, I was working in corporate America, climbing that ladder, and this is what I wanted. And then I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I got breast cancer and went through multiple surgeries, chemo, radiation, uh, reconstructive surgery. I mean, it was it was a year's journey of you know recovery from that. But during that time is when I kind of had a paradigm shift and said, I want to be doing something different. This is not what I'm purposed to be doing. There's something else I want to be doing. But it took a minute to get there. And when I landed out, I said, nonprofit, this is what I'm going to do. And it was passionate for me. I founded my nonprofit, working it, wonderful with it. 
But I still, if you know anything about nonprofit work, it is very meaningful work. But you're not about to get rich <laughs> with the nonprofit work, you know, unless, you know, there are some, you know, that are, but these are your bigger national or global organizations, you know, that that have been in operations for decades. And I still had to make a living. I still had to make a living. I still like to travel. And I mean, if I must be blunt and honest, there are luxuries that I still wanted <laughs> that I'm not going to get building a nonprofit. And so I had to think, okay, I still have to make money, but there was a tug for me with the service part. I'm here to serve on this earth, but I also need to make a living. And there was a crossroads that I came with to. And one day I literally, I sat on the side of my bed and said, why am I struggling with this? It is okay to make money. It is okay to make a living. It's okay to build a business. It does not take away from the core of the person who I am. And think about the impact that you can make serving in the for-profit world. And that's when I said, okay, we are going to do this. We're going to step out. We're going to build this business. We're going to make impact with other people. And then we are going to also, when I say we, I'm talking to myself, giving myself encouragement, but we also are going to work with others who are struggling with the same thing, those CEOs and those leaders out there who may have a, a faith-based foundation or this desire to want to serve and are at a crossroads of how do I manage myself in a for-profit, you know, uh, world eats world kind of, kind of um, competitive, very competitive landscape and still go home every day and be okay with the decisions that I've had to make. And so, sorry, sorry, okay. cut that off. Oh, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's part of the entrepreneurship world, right? It's there's calls yes. coming in, there's, yeah, I got it. Calls coming in and in your, you know, Apple. And so everything pops <laughs> up from your phone to your laptop. I'm trying to keep up with modern technology, uh -huh. but that's how I did it. I had to be okay with myself, but not just talking to myself. I had to actually do it. And I had, I had to get into that space and say, this is not bad. And this is okay. I can be prosperous. I can make money and still be giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to live it in order to know that you can do that. And it's, it's totally okay. There's a lot of companies or people that go out there and they make their nugget first, you know, their financial nugget, they make gazillions of dollars and then they start a foundation and that's kind mm -hmm. of their legacy. So you did it kind of the opposite direction, which is great. Yes. yes. But it's all good, right? It's, it's what fills us up. How, what are we on the earth to do? And how can we yes. do it in a way that works best for us? It makes sense. So mm -hmm. I applaud you in realizing, you know, 
it's okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> so I can do both. And you did both and you are doing both and you're doing them well. Yes. So talk to me about, you know, one of your, maybe it's a story that you have. One of the biggest challenges that you have encountered as you've built out these different organizations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you talk about that. Oh man, there are no shortage of challenges. Let me just say that. There are no shortage of challenges and truly life for me at every turn, there is something going on in life that would get in the way, some type of obstacle, um, whether it was a family emergency, whether it was a health emergency, whether it is the um, economic um, landscape of the country, you know, the times that we live in and all of that. I don't know that I can narrow it to one challenge, but I can say that with all the challenges that we as entrepreneurs face, for me, the, the focus is on the prioritization of the battles. I have these challenges. I have these battles. What do I need to absolutely address right now? That's what I tackle first when I have these challenges. And then I've learned, I've also learned from that too, that when those challenges come, I don't have to do this all by myself. I have built myself an ecosystem of resources who I can reach out for help. We talked about this tribe of women around us and having them with you. That's my ecosystem. So when I have these challenges, I will call and say, you know what? I can't handle it. Who can I reach out to, to help me with this or to help me with that? And who can I reach out to make sure that I'm accountable to the things that I say that I'm going to be accountable for? So that's how I kind of approach my challenges. They come fast and and, and furious sometimes. Uh And unexpected. Yes, and unexpected. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I've learned how to prioritize that. Not ignore them because they're not going to go away, but I'm going to prioritize. And if it's something I know that needs attention that I know I can't get get to right away, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we try, we try to think that we have to do everything ourselves. No, I'm reaching out. My ecosystem is there. Who am I going to connect to that's going to help me with this issue and this challenge so I can move on to the next? I could not agree with you more. You know, from owning businesses for almost 30 years, I used to feel for for decades, I felt like I had to do it all myself, right? And I didn't want anyone to know of the challenges that I was truly experiencing. Struggling, yes, yes. yes. And so I would keep it in and my husband would wa- wonder why I was being bitchier. But the truth was, I was just trying not to lose my mind, right? Raising kids, trying to do the nonprofit, trying to do all kinds of things. It's a lot. It's a lot for anybody. Yes. And- once I realized that it was the, the people who I kept close to me, as far as I, I found an organization that was filled with other women entrepreneurs, that group's now gone. So I started my own, but yes. other women who speak the same language, because my friends who didn't have their own business, they didn't understand what I was talking about. You could see their eyes glaze over and it wasn't fair to them. It wasn't fair to me. Right. And Having that and then also realizing 
as I built out my team, I can push things off to other people so that I can focus on the things that I need to focus on. But then the third thing that you mentioned is dealing with challenges. That was probably the part that I put off the most. When I knew there was something big hanging over me, I would mm-hmm. you know, try to ignore it for a while until it became so big I had to deal with it. Now I have learned, and this has taken practice, and I'm not a perfect person at this yet, but it's, you know, we're constantly in improvement mode, right? Mm-hmm. But facing it directly. And yes. I have found when you do that, you, that, that load, that heavy weight that sits on our shoulders as we're putting it off gets lifted so much quicker. Yes. And it becomes a muscle that you build. So I think that's a really important component Mm. of this discussion for Mm -hmm. those of you who are listening to this, to be aware of, create a strategy for yourself of how you are going to deal with the challenges, deal with them head on. They will go, they will get through them quicker, but also keep a strong group of others who get you and understand yes. the language that you can reach out to on a regular basis. Absolutely. And, and I'd add to that. And those that can pick up and help in areas that you know you're going to be challenged with and need the most help with. Like I tell people, I have strong suits in certain things and other things. I know how to do them, but it may not be my 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 level or area of expertise. Those around me usually are filling in, some of them are filling in those gaps so that I know I can reach up and call so-and-so and say, hey, can you handle this for me? Cause I just, you know, or help me navigate, help na- help me navigate through this because I've got too much going on and I just can't get to this, but I, I have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And just being aware of it, recognizing it and then figuring out which direction you're going to go to solve it. Yeah. yeah yes. I love it. Okay. So Keisha, you have bestowed so many nuggets with us in this short period of time. Where can we <laughs> find out more about your organizations and about you? Yeah. So you can find out more about my organizations on our, if you go to our website, um, mkuisyou.org or opinex.com. Uh, mku is also all over social media. We are Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn um, as well with Opinex and, and me. You can connect directly to me. If you wanted to follow me on LinkedIn, I welcome you to connect and to chat and just you know, let's open a conversation and let's keep conversations going. We are all here for each other. And I have no problem when someone reaches out to me, a connection or someone tells someone, uh, refers me to someone to talk. If I can answer a question for you, absolutely. Or if I can be a listening ear and a sounding board to go, yep, been there. Let me tell you about how I navigated through that. I am more than happy to help. Yes. And so in case you're driving and you weren't able to get those websites, it's on the show notes. So just go to the show notes um, at the Female Millionaire Show, and that's where you can find out Keisha McKinner's information. But the main thing I want to take away from this is 
as women, we need to raise up the young girls in our world too. show them the way, show them how to step into their greatness and to own it and to be confident with that. But then also we need to take care of each other and yes. help ourselves rise up and be our best as well. So yes. thank you so much for, for reminding us of the importance behind being our best. You're welcome. You're welcome. It is my pleasure. And I need the reminders too. So I'm happy <laughs> to be a part. 